All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We continue on Positive Friday on Sports 1440 Live on Oilers Nation YouTube. Uh, a few quick texts to get to. Brandon from Windsor. Hey, guys, I uh, wish you the Oilers would have signed your nephew instead of Ernie. Well, I can tell you that probably wasn't going to happen. Um, you know, Sometimes when you're UFA, you're a young player and you're not established fully yet. You know, there wasn't a lot of openings in Edmonton. There wasn't a lot of opportunity. Right? You got Fogel and you got Holloway already on the left side in your bottom six. Um, you know, you kind of can strategically look at places that you feel you get an opportunity and a defined role. So I don't, uh, I don't think you would have signed here, um, right away. So that, uh, it's kind of how it goes. Uh, you know, Adam Ernie, I'll, I'll just say this for people because we've got a lot of texts coming in at, uh, 833-401-1440 here on the Jason Greger show presented by playalberta.ca about, you know, frustrated that Ernie signed. He's a fourth line player. He's on a two-way contract, so if they send him to the minors, it doesn't well, they wouldn't count against cap anyway because it's only seven seventy-five. But for the role they're going to use him in, I think he's a guy who's fine. And you know what? If they don't like it, then they upgrade it come the trade deadline, and it really doesn't hurt you, right? You could it's a one-year deal. You know, you package him as part of the 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 trade to make the money work, right? So. I don't, I don't think it's a, it's a huge issue. Raphael Lavoie, A is a right winger, not a left winger, and they already have Derek Ryan. Raphael Lavoie playing six, eight minutes a night, I don't think is the best thing for him. So, uh, I wouldn't do it. Now, 
Let's get to our big guest of the day, brought to you by the Spruce Grove Saints. Go to sprucegrovesaints.ca, where you, of course, can uh, get your tickets to see exciting AJHL action, the uh, the Saints. It's always entertaining. Check them out, sprucegrovesaints.ca, as uh, they are on the road in Bonneville tonight. But tomorrow, back home against the same Bonneville Pontiacs. So get your tickets, SpruceGrowSaints.ca. Uh, Olympic gold medalist. She's also the uh, co-host on the Kevin Kara Show every Monday on Sports 1440. Lorianne Munzer joins us. Lorianne, good to see you again. How are you? Terrific. Good to see you. Um, I'm sure you remember this because it's funny how the human brain works. You probably do remember your best performance. But some people seem to remember their worst performances more frequently. It's funny. Uh, the orders laid an egg collectively as a group on uh, Wednesday, to put it politely. Um, can you do you remember a situation where you just had like a an awful performance, and how did you get over it? There were a number of them. There were a number of them going up into the different levels of racing. Um, <laughs> I think about two thousand and three when I was in Switzerland. I trained under a seven-time world champion, was in cycling heaven, ate, breathed, slept, <laughs> rode okay. full-time. And, yeah, the whole year was just abysmal. Why? I was overtrained. Um, I was overtrained. So your legs were dead? Yeah, when it came to race time. I wasn't going in fresh. And I think sometimes some clubs, some teams may find that. You only know that when you go into the events. But you also have a chance to switch it around. Unfortunately, yeah, I, re- I remember that. But I've also released it and let it go. And the reason is, if you keep focusing on it and hashing it and rehashing it and rehashing it, it just never goes away. No. But it's funny how human nature, you can get 10 compliments. Mm-hmm. You have one person say a negative thing about you and some people focus on that. Right. And, and athletes are no different. You, I am playing very well. Oh, geez, had a bad shift. Oh, had a bad game, had a bad performance. And for some, it lingers longer than the good performances. Mm-hmm. Why? It's how they're brought up. It's how they're programmed or how they're trained. We have the iOS system on our iPhones. You have an iOS system too. If you've always been told this is crap, this is bad. This isn't good. You got to pull up your socks. That's what you're going to remember because how many times do we remember? How many times have we been told, that's great. Keep doing it. Pull up your socks. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. And most people, it's society. We're brought up. Oh, it's bad. And that's what we focus on. And it's until somebody goes, okay, that's enough. Stop regroup and let's focus on what we do right or let's focus on the good because there's good and bad in everything yeah but whatever we focus on makes it so so whatever you think about you bring about and obviously i think most pro sports teams know that nowadays although you know it depends on who your coach is uh, we still see examples of uh, lunatic coaches in, in certain situations with with more of a negative approach thinking that that's going to work right and for the longest time people felt like, well you know what if i challenge him and ah the negativity that somehow they're going to rise to it and and you know some players were able to do that 
but you know, I think a lot of people probably struggled more from it. Uh, you know, the orders sat there. They talked about Thursday. Like it's one game in an 82 game season, right? Like you're going to stink to join out sometimes. Um, obviously, if it extends into months, well, then you got a real bigger problem. But what did you learn tips? Because you said you had a bad year. But I'm mm-hmm. sure you've had good years and had one bad performance in the good year. How how did you learn? How did you gain the experience? Did you have tips or hint that you would do that allowed you to flush the bad performance and not let it just kind of be there, that little, uh, you know, the devil on your shoulder talking to you? And there's a lot of time. You said it perfectly. Devil on your shoulder, angel on your shoulder. You can do it. You can't do it. And you have to figure out what it is. I wrote out a lot of stuff. Because once you get it out of your system, then you've got room for what it is that you do want. What would you write? The whole event from start to finish. I would write out what worked, what didn't work. Because if you don't do that, you're going to do the same thing over and over and over and over again. So how do you course correct? Most people, most athletes don't even know what they're doing. They're just in a zone in a whole other world. And then, well, okay, yeah, let's do it again. And they do the same mistake or the same error or the same drill, but not at their par. So if you write it out, you can go, well, what the heck is going wrong? Or what is going right? And you write out both. But then you start dissecting it like a scientist. Because if you don't figure out what it is, you're never going to be able to course correct. So when you would write it out, would you watch the video of the race or go simply off a of <laughs> recollection? We had no video. We had like the camcorder. Yeah, you remember yeah. them with the little oh, the yeah. little tapes? You know, and you're on a screen that's even smaller than the iPhones or your Androids. Um, no, there, there wasn't any tapes. So you had to just kind of go off of memory. How are you yeah. knowing that your memory was accurate? I'd check with my coach and he'd tell me there was a different story. And this is where it got really interesting because... <laughs> when we were locking heads, I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm doing this. He goes, no, you're doing that. And I'm like, yeah, no way. Bring out the camcorder and uh, it yeah. settles everything. Have, yeah, the videos don't lie. That's true. They don't. But the coolest part is you feel like you're doing one thing and you're doing something else. And it isn't until you notice or are showing where you can see what's happening because you, you can't hide the film, right? Um, then you can go, oh, yeah. Well, it's the same thing. When I was leaving for Athens, we were in Haier, France, my coach and I, and we had two sparring races. And he said, fine, we're going to do it your way. And we're going to do it my way. Three lap race. We were the exact same gear. And I'm like, great. I'm like going, oh, he cleaned my clock. He was first across the line. It was like, okay, fine. And he goes, now we're going to do it my way. What did he do that was different? What was his way and what was your way? Oh, good question. I mean, it was a long, long, long time ago. But the thing was, I followed exactly what he he told me to do. And I waited for the moment he was sleeping. Because every athlete will fall asleep. They won't be paying attention. They'll be cruising instead of being their foot on the gas. Or they'll have their foot on the brake. They're not fully in the game. Their mind is wandering. There's a moment you can see it. You can see it if you look back on replays. Um Steen was sleeping, and I beat him. Semifinals with Anna Mears, 19-year-old wonder kid from Australia. I was 38. I was following behind her. She was looking forward. We do this crazy thing. You ride forward, but you're looking over your shoulder. She turned her head, and I was waiting for her to make a mistake because we're going as fast as you can to stay upright on a 45-degree track, but slow enough that you're trying to force the opponent. I was the opponent behind to take the front position. 
she looked forward and that was the moment I dove to the bottom of the track and I went like a bat out of heck until I crossed the finish line. And then I looked back. But before that, I was like, you never, ever look back. You never, ever take your foot off the gas. So we were 1-1 going into the finals. Only one of us is going to go through to the gold medal round. She played into my hand again. And she was riding forward over her shoulder, looking back, made the mistake again of looking forward. So that needed to be course corrected, but too late. There was no other heat. So she should have just kept looking back is what you're saying, not yep. look forward. Yep. You never, ever move your head. Not in cycling like that. Yeah. Because you always, always, always have to keep your eye on your opponent. You have to know where they are at all times. Lorianne Munzer joins us. So when you watch other sports... Do you see the moment when athletes, because in every sport, there is that, that moment yep. maybe where they're, and, and, and obviously fall asleep. It's not like they're literally It's falling called asleep. hesitation. Yes, they're, yeah. they're hesitating. Absolutely. Yeah. They get sandbagged. They get checked. Absolutely. But you also have to know what you're looking for. When I started, I had no clue what I was looking for. Okay. Because my awareness wasn't there. And then, oh, hello, you start waking up. And as you wake up, you start to see more. Your peripheral starts to expand. Your your laser-focused vision gets even more laser, but then you also have a greater perspective. So is that just the experience? Because a lot of people talk about quarterbacks. After a while, oh, the game slows down for me. I see it oh, more. absolutely. So is it training, though, or is it just simply by seeing more repetition? So you're in the race more. You're used to it more. Suddenly you're like, okay, I've seen this situation. I know when they're going to dive here. Oh, this part of the track, I know when they're going to dive. Yep. So. Is there a way to speed up that process, do you think, in, in pro sports? Can some people gain a quicker understanding of experience without having the same amount of games played or races raced? Potentially, yes. And it's all based on your level of awareness. So if you took me into playing hockey, my level wouldn't be very high. But let's just say um, we want to do another sport. If we wanted to do baseball. I used to play baseball, so my level is already there. You would probably say a couple of things that would be key that I'd be like, oh, yeah, remember this, remember this. It's not don't forget it because you're going to forget it. Remember, remember, remember. And so oh, I like that. Just wait a sec. That tip you just said. Yep. So for anybody out there, you don't tell yourself, don't forget it. Tell yourself, remember it. Because you will only hear um, the second word. When there's don't or no, it disappears. And that second word, don't stay out late. What do the kids do? They stay, stay out, out late, late. right? Um, yeah, don't, don't shoot as you're coming in. Set it up, take a moment, and then go. So you say shoot when you're ready, don't shoot prematurely. All right, don't, don't. Remember, remember to set it up. Uh, don't even go with don't. So just eliminate don't. If you're don't. A co Coaches should try to eliminate that when oh, they're absolutely. talking to their young players. Tell them what you want them to do. Not what you don't Not what want. you don't, yes. because guess what they're going to remember? That makes a lot Everything of you sense. told them not to do, they're going to ace it. So why not play the game of opposites? Tell them what you want. Yeah. Okay. And then to slow down the game, which will actually speed it up, is to get into that zone is it's repetition, repetition, repetition. It's like um, Bruce Lee said, I worry about the guy who's practiced one move a thousand times versus a guy who practices a thousand moves. That's like, yeah, that's a no brainer. But if you practice and you perfect it, like when I was racing, we would perfect our flying 200, which was the qualifier. Okay. Then we practice riding forward, looking over our shoulder. 
and you're waiting for that moment of hesitation, that moment of doubt, quarterback, if you're passing, there's, look at the Blue Jays, right? It's just, it all depends. And there's always that moment, but it's all based on your level of awareness. And lastly, because we've got to take, ask Laurieann, when the orders play that poorly, is there a risk of trying too hard the next game? Absolutely. So how do you avoid that? Because you, you, you just have to say, hey, you wash it. You're not even like come Saturday. They should have zero thought process about Wednesday. Their only focus is what can I do today? Not how can I be better from Wednesday? Absolutely. It's what can I do today to be at my optimum? How can we play as a team, like in harmony, right? How can we play where we're unstoppable, where we're unbeatable, where we're just like on fire? That's where the focus is. You release it. You let it go. I really like that about don't say don't to young players. Tell them what you want them to do, not what you don't want them to do. Probably any teacher in in any classroom, same thing. Yeah. So uh, any parent at home, right? Yeah. It's like if you're you're doing affirmations, um, you know, I I won't be late. And you write it out a hundred times because you were late to class. Well, guess what happens? You're going to be late to class. So what about if... I can pick off the corner. I can pick the hole. I can see the hole of where the shot needs to go. I'm looking forward and I'm passing left or I'm passing it right, whatever way it is, right? You you perfect that one thing and it becomes an affirmation. I had an affirmation when I was going into the Olympics so that if stuff was just like a cyclone around me, I could slow stuff down. What I was your s- affirmation? Strong power, no fear, no mercy. Let's go. And that was over 20 years ago. And you would just say that? Yep. Strong, power, no fear, no mercy. Would you Let's close go. your eyes? And oh, fi- absolutely. Okay. And I, you know, had the headphones on because you're getting yeah. into the zone. So you're not saying that outward. You're saying that internally. Or would you if say If nobody to- was around, I would. Okay. If there was an area where there were people, but not really within earshot, I would kind of mumble it under mm-hmm. my voice. But it's that vibration. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great stuff, Lori. We appreciate it. Uh, have yourself a good little trip. Uh, we'll talk to you in a few weeks. Absolutely. Back in three. You betcha. That is Take uh, care. Lori and Munzer. Great stuff. I really like that message. Very simple. Think about it. Tell them what you want them to do, not what you don't. Eliminate don't from your coaching vocabulary. Makes good sense. Uh, we'll return on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. Uh, $600 is where we are at. Uh, two seats, row one, section 218. That's right at the blue line where the orders attack twice. Tomorrow night, if you want to go, it's all for charity. Currently at uh, 600 You can text in 833-401-1440 or call Connor. It's the same number. And uh, we're going to end that at the top of the hour in about uh, 39 minutes. Uh, quick break. We'll return with more on the Jason Greger Show. Uh, LT joins us next. Rolling through a lovely Friday afternoon. It's positive Friday. Sports 1440. Live Orders Nation YouTube. How are you? Gregor Show is always presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Get there, of course. You get your boost bets. Two NHL games tonight. A full slate of 14 of them tomorrow. NFL, CFL, lots to get on, some prop bets and more. Check it out at playalberta.ca, where all the revenue stays right here in the lovely province of Alberta. Let's get to the oil report now, brought to you by Volvo Cars of Edmonton. Formerly Volvo of Edmonton. Now it's Volvo Cars Edmonton.com, where you can get a deal right now if you're looking for a new, a demo, or previously owned vehicle. 
get 1.49% financed. It's a great deal. VolvoCarsEdmonton.com. As we uh, welcome to the show, host of The Lowdown, noon to two weekdays on Sports 1440, Alan Mitchell joins us. Uh, LT, the uh, Oilers. Well, uh, you know what? Hey, Wednesday's game to me is not even any point talking about. We all know what happened. They sucked. Um, I expect them to be much better. Uh, they'll have one, potentially two new faces in the lineup. Uh, Ekholm is in. Uh, my question is, do you go 11 and 7 or do you put Ernie in as the 12th forward and take out DeHarnay? You know, the difficulty here is that DeHarnay is very useful, probably more useful than the fourth line guy. Uh, but you also would like to see the, the, the team roll four lines. So I'm going to say they roll 11-7 tomorrow night, and then shortly thereafter, they're, they're betwixt between. You've got to play Broberg, and yet I think DeHarnay is a guy you you want in your lineup. So I think it'll be 12-6 at some point in the next week or so, probably 11-7 and tomorrow night. Yeah, it makes sense to me. I also think, you know, DeHarnay showed his physicality in a game, and most coaches don't like scratching a guy after he, you know, willingly fights in a game. I, I know lots of coaches are hesitant about that. There's not a lot of fight anymore, especially there's very few guys that are there just to fight. So uh, they, they kind of look and say, hey, you know what, the guy went above and beyond, and, unless he plays terribly, and I don't think DeHarnay played terrible at all. So um, I can understand it. And the other thing is, to me, Al, matchups at home ice. You have 11-7, yep. and seven, and Vancouver has a very... Very inexperienced and young third defense pair. I don't care if it's Ryan and Yanmark with them or whatever, but uh, the opportunity maybe to you know to get a few extra shifts for your top guys on the fourth line, where you know it's going to match up against the, the fourth line and the third D pair. That's a big advantage. Yeah, it is. And they look, they, they had a terrible game to a man. I'm sure they are not pleased with themselves. So there's going to be a lot of torque in the Oilers' uh, step here tomorrow night. And, you know, it's possible one of those guys, McDavid or Dreisaitl or, or you know, Hyman puts up a big, big number tomorrow night. And if, if somebody gets hot early, then they might be double shifted quite a bit. They may have a 20, you know, one minute game or something like that. I, I think the coach wants to put the boots to the Canucks, not because because of the Canucks, just because they want to get the taste out of their mouth for what is... I mean, I don't recall a worst opening night game by Edmonton in their history. Well, you got to go back to uh, Calgary 1991, Al. They lost 9-2. So uh, that would be the yep. that would be the other one that that stands out. But yeah, it was it was like Al. They've only lost by seven goals fifteen times out of thirty four hundred games. <laughs> so yep. uh, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it was not a great performance by any stretch. Who would you start in goal? You know, it's a great question, and I, I, I'm really torn because I think Skinner should get the start because Campbell got the start in game one, but I honestly don't think that there's a, there, you know, Campbell did a lot, like, I know he sled in four goals, but he had long periods of time where he looked like he was getting it together. He had a really good uh, training camp. I think that, I think the if they start Campbell, I think it's probably because they want to see him have success coming off the, the, the training camp. So I'm torn, Jason, but I probably would I'd lean Campbell because you need him. It's an interesting one because you're like, hey, we want Campbell to bounce back. Um, I guess it depends. If you told Stuart Skinner that he was like, let's say on Wednesday, you said, hey, Campbell's starting here and Skinner's starting Saturday. Now, most coaches won't do that because lots can change. But if you did, you probably don't want to go back on it, right? So that's the one angle. And then the other side is, 
You know, they're like, hey, Stewart was our starter last year. Um, now, neither one of them they had exact same stats in the uh, in the first game, uh, four goals on sixteen shots. So uh, you know what? I to me, I'll say this: I don't think it matters who starts in goal tomorrow. Whoever starts has to play better uh, than they did, as the whole team does. But I really think Edmonton, if they get the win, it's because they're not relying on their goaltender. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, there were a lot of, you know, I, I was listening to you yesterday and you were talking about the, the number of battles lost or whatever when the game yeah. is still in balance. It doesn't matter what when the game is over, throw that out because it's all score effects. But when the game was in the balance, when, when the owners had a chance to win, they weren't winning anything. They weren't winning battles. They weren't, you know, passing the puck well. They were, they were garbage. And so, you know, they're professional athletes and they were embarrassed. They're going to come out. And I, I think we'll see a pretty significant. I'm not saying it'll be you know eight one. It might be four two. But in terms of of chances and in terms of of high danger opportunities and possession, I expect the Oilers to be dominant. Yeah. I look at um, I, I I it wasn't talked about a lot. Al Connor McDade didn't have a shot on goal five on five. He was minus three. Like. The old team was bad, but even their best line was bad. Like, there's nights where the orders will lose, and McDavid's like their best player, and they lose. Right? Like, that was a really off game by their captain. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Like, I'd be interested in knowing, and I, I, I think they did everything by the book. You know, flew out at the right time or whatever. Uh, you know, it's it's the, the sort of thing where where sometimes you think, well, maybe it's the flu or something. But the the, the Canucks were the ones who actually had the flu problem. So, uh, as far as I can see, it, you know, we have. I mean, you know, you and I have talked about this in the past. Sometimes you show up at work and you've got all your prep done and nothing rhymes and you can't say any words out loud properly. And I just think the owners had one of those games and it was an inopportune time because they'd said all the right things during preseason now they have to now they're sort of in that spot where you got to show the boss you know that you can actually do the job and i think that's what we'll get but uh, honestly i don't i i was not i was not overly critical of them yesterday uh on the show because i just thought it was everybody to a man it wasn't like one or two guys making a gaffe they were just garbage and that's that's so not like them they've got great great players on that team and even the great great players didn't play well no it was uh, and then maybe that's easy everybody looks around the room hey you could have some fun with it we were terrible i was worse than you no i was worse than you it could have a, yeah, a little bit of fun exactly. with it um al it's a, a first few games of the new season and some will say ah, it's too early but I'm going to say it's not too early. The Seattle Kraken were unbelievably good offensively last year at a ridiculous pace. Shooting percentage across the board for everybody was good. And it was the reason why I picked Seattle to come back down to earth. I know it's only two games, but they've got one goal in two games. And uh, they are struggling to score. And that's why I think Vancouver and Calgary both are going to finish ahead of uh, of Seattle. What, what do you make of Demko in the first game? And him kind of looking like the Demko of old. Well, and that's a, like, you know, the, the, the hardest thing in the world to do is to predict goaltending. You know, in Calgary, they had a bad year. Vancouver had some issues as well. And now, you know, we're early days, but, but things look to have righted. And that's what I think we're expecting from Jack Campbell, too. Goaltending is even good goalies. Their, their range of, of goodness changes drastically year to year. You know, you can have a, a 915 career goalie have a 904 save percentage in a year. It, it's, it differs wildly. And if Demko 
people can you know find the range and not get hurt, then Vancouver is a really tough out. And Seattle, I'm correct if I'm wrong. I don't know that they've ever had great goaltending. Maybe I'm wrong, but and I mean they've only been this is their second year. But I think that that the difference between Seattle and Vegas, two things. Vegas was really able to get good goaltending early and and stay that way. And Vegas does not care about personnel. They'll they'll strip it down to the bolts if they have to and rebuild it in an off season and because they have no conscience at all as far as keeping the personnel the specific players around Seattle appears to me to be a more traditional team where they're building and they're going to keep guys around and I, I, I mean shooting percentage is the easiest thing to look at and go man it's going to be hard for them and I suspect you're right Seattle will score less this year when it comes to Ekholm and Bouchard, like a lot of people are like, oh, if Ekholm was in, it would have been different. I'm sorry, I don't buy that for a second. Unless Ekholm was some magician that was going to instill work ethic in the rest of the whole team, um, you know, I, they would have lost anyway. Uh, he's probably going to play with Bouchard. I know Jay Woodcroft didn't want to commit to it, but it makes no sense to me why he wouldn't. But he hasn't played in the preseason at all. And, and now it's the second game. So like, I'm, I'd be curious... Like, are we see like they held him out? Jay Woodcroft admitted today they basically held him out of Wednesday's game to give him a little bit of extra time, which makes sense in the long run, right? Because you don't win the cup in game one. But what's your expectation for Ekholm tomorrow night when this is his first game with no preseason? Well, as you were, were setting up that question, I realized that it's probably more likely than I thought originally that Dayarnay plays, just in case Ekholm can't play full shifts. But, I mean, I think we'd see him on the penalty kill. I think we'd see him at five-on-five five with Bouchard, because really, when, when Ekholm's out of the lineup, Bouchard, he did not look effective. So you almost lose two defensemen. You lose the effect of Bouchard, and you lose Ekholm. So that was a, a, a big hole. Uh, I think that, that it's important that they play Bouchard with Ekholm at five on five and Ekholm on the PK. Uh, but if they get ahead early, maybe they, they spot him a little bit. But the the fact of the matter is that Ekholm really does, he floats the boats and, and Bouchard looked far more confident a year ago. I think he'll play more than 15 minutes, put it that way. Hmm. Okay, well, that's fair. Uh, LT, the uh, Elks. Taking on Montreal. Montreal's currently in second in the East. Uh, they're nine and seven and not necessarily like a, ooh, they're intimidating nine and seven. I, I see Montreal as, you know, kind of in the second tier of teams in the, in the CFL. And Edmonton's beaten Hamilton. They've beaten Calgary. They've beaten Saskatchewan. Like Montreal's a team they should be able to beat. Like they're not yet at the level of the top three teams, but I think tomorrow's is an opportunity for the Elks to show themselves, okay, like we can, we could be a legit playoff team next year. Yeah, I I think that, that, you know, if you're an Elks fan, just cut the season in half. This is a different team. And Trey Ford is, like, driving the bus. But they're, they're you know, Jones is a really good coach. It just took him longer. And for lots of different reasons, it was a weird takeover, like in January, whatever it was that year that he took over. It took him longer than we expect. But this is, I think, you know, if you started the season, like, at game nine, this team could be pretty furious by now like in terms of, of, of uh, competing. And I don't think that they'll lose a lot of momentum in the offseason. It's a good football club on paper. They just had a just mind-numbingly bad start. But they've come around in the second half. They're fun to watch, Jason. They're a fun football team. Al, have yourself a wonderful weekend. We will chat with you, you on Monday. 
All right. Be good, boys. Dal Mitchell, a.k.a. Low Tide, here on Sports 1440. I'm Jason Greger, alongside uh, Connor Halley. we uh, got a lot of text to get to. 833-401-1440 uh, regarding the Oilers. Of course, a uh, few on the uh, Elks. And we will get to lots of you who are season ticket holders in the second deck, which will no longer be there as an option for a season ticket holder next year. You could show up and the, there's the odd game maybe, but not a season ticket holder. Some uh, interesting thoughts about that when we return. The Positive Friday edition of The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca live on Sports 14. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And orders Nation YouTube. 3.45. Pause of Friday. Eminent Sports here. TSN 12. Or sorry, uh, Sports 1440. Jeez, old habits break hard. God, I thought I went through the whole week. Brutal. Brutal. Got a lot of text to get to. People are, it's interesting in regards to the uh, Elks. Hey guys, we were uh, row 65, pretty much right on the 50. The Elks offered us the corners Z and Y in the uh, lower bowl. It's cheaper, but not nearly the same vantage point from Brock. Yeah, and that would be the hardest part. Right? Like, you. I don't know what their season ticket base is. They haven't announced that in years. But let's just say it's, I don't know, 15,000. Right? Lots of them are long-standing season ticket holders. And most of them are right in between like the 30 and the 50. Not all, of course. So I, I could see, A, now you're going from up above at mid, at uh, right at midfield to going in the corner and the bottom. It's a completely different vantage point. And at times it sucks if you're in the one corner and now all of a sudden the other teams, like your depth perception, it's no different than the order games. I don't, me personally, some people love it. I don't like sitting behind the net, directly behind the net, because when the puck's going the other way, I can't see, is that guy offside? Is he onside? How far ahead is he? You can't see the space. Now, it's awesome when the puck's in the offensive zone because now it's coming right at you. 
Right? And so some people are okay with it. I get it. Me personally, I don't like it. So. few more uh, coming in. Hey, guys, I want, I understand they want people in the lower bowl for the atmosphere, but I know plenty of people who prefer to sit somewhere without somebody right beside them. Let people sit where they want. Mortgage Mike. Wow. <laughs> You're, as a paying customer, you don't just get to do whatever you want, right? Like in, in any business, right? Like when you're at a restaurant at certain times of the day, they close a certain portion of the restaurant because they don't want staff to have to walk all over the place. So... I understand that. You, you couldn't just say, hey, like, they're doing it for cost. They're, they're doing it for atmosphere. So I understand it. I can see why people won't like it, but I, I don't think you can just say, wow, I, I like sitting where with someone not beside me. That's like, what if all, so would you not go to the games if all of a sudden there was 50,000 people? Because then you don't have a choice. You have to sit where your, where your ticket is. So, or Oilers games. Where most of the time you've got someone beside you? Yeah. The guy's been a season ticket upper bowl since 1978. We actually canceled last year due to the clear bag policy. Became a casual fan. Sat right above uh, on the opening east side 35-yard line. Best seats in the stadium. When I phoned to tell the Esks I was canceling, all they said was, okay, no questions. Why was canceling now? The guys who remain this year are canceling. We will go when the weather is nice. From uh, Mill Creek Dog Walker. It's a great place to walk a dog, by the way. Well, here's, you know, it's an interesting one. Um, I, if somebody calls you and says, you know what, I'm not renewing my tickets. Does it matter what the reason is? It's kind of like this. If you show up at home today, right, and um, like, let's say Sarah's like, hey, I'm breaking up with you. Now, the curiosity is like, well, why? And then how many times do they, well, it's not you, it's me. Do they, how many times does a person really give you the direct answer? Some, well, geez, I don't want to say anything rude. I don't want to say the wrong thing. So, and at the end of the day, they're still breaking up with you, right? Like, was there anything, because that'd be the question, is there anything they could have said that would have changed your mind? Right? Because if you say, well, I don't like the clear bag policy, which I think is a valid question, because you go to the Oilers, they don't have a clear bag policy. Right now, because you can have your purse or whatever. But my wife, the one guy, I didn't even know it was in place. She showed up with like a small purse and they're like, you can't bring that in. So I had to hoof it all the way back to the car. And I was just like, what? Like you can't bring in a purse? Seems odd to me. Like I'm, what's, I would love to know the reason. Now, cons, you go to a lot of NFL games. Is clear bag policy like a new football thing? <laughs> well, I mean, I, fortunately, I haven't been down to a game in a little while. I, I know that is a city of Edmonton policy. It's not an Elks policy. Obviously, the city uh, being in part with Commonwealth. But it's not a policy at the order game. So how is it a city of Edmonton? Well, I guess, the I guess. city of Edmonton doesn't own Rogers Place, right? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you talking about? Or do they? Yes, they own the place. Remember, Edmonton's lease, the orders are leasing it. Hmm. That was part of the deal. Well, then, see, what I've been told is... Does the River Hawks have a clear bag policy? No. So then it's not a city of Edmonton. Okay, well, I take it back then. Because that, that's what people with the Elks have told me. This is not their policy. This is just what the city says. Yeah. Like, I'd be curious why a clear bag... Like, you want to see what's... Open up and look in the bank. I have friends who have kids, Gregor, and, you know, they go with their, like, diaper bags because the kids are young yes. and couldn't bring them in. 
Yeah, I know. So you're just praying the kid doesn't have an accident. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I don't know what the point of it would be. And they let you bring things in if you show them what's inside. So, yeah, to me, it's never made sense to me. Yeah. I don't know if it would cause me to cancel my season tickets, but, you know, other people have their reasons. I know, it's fair. See, as a, as a non-purse carrier, I really haven't put much thought into it. Well, I know, it's true. <laughs> you don't have a purse? No, no. I don't, I get the function. Could you wear like cargo pants? I could carry as much in some cargo pants as some women could carry in a purse. So maybe well, that's the alternative. I'm sure you probably could. <laughs> hey guys, how's it fair to us that are paying full price already for lower bowl from uh, Pillman? Uh, well, I, I think what they're saying, they're giving them not a, re- well, the, the rate goes down because they're moving from the 50 yard line into the corner. Right, I don't think right now. I haven't looked at the at the uh, the price right now, but I would guess that corner seats in the lower bowl right now today are cheaper than if you're in the first ten rows in the second deck at center field. Right, I'll I'll look right now on the uh, on the website and uh, and see the uh, um, you know see the different options. Right. Yeah, it's a little, yeah, it's cheaper as it should be, right? You sit center ice in the second deck. Now the the rink at Edmonton that might be a little bit different, but I could see why. If I'm sitting at the fifty yard line, even if I'm in the first row in the second deck, that's an unreal seat. I've sat there; it's amazing. And I've also sat in the corner in section Y and Z. Yeah, I'm not paying the same to sit there. No chance. So that's why it's lower because some of those people are getting moved to a different location. So. Gregor, Johnny Admiral tells us he went to a Raiders game last year. They did have the clear bag policy in effect, but had semi-trailers out there with lockers to rent. No, well, that would make more sense. Uh, that's that's clever, but yeah, so I mean, maybe it's a football thing. Guys, you should follow a strutty. He has a clear fanny pack. <laughs> King of Fort Nasty. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me, actually. Three kids, you got to be ready for anything. Hey guys, you think all the troubles with the Elks is on the field? There's an awful lot of it to go around, front office included. Oh, trust me, not all the issues that uh, are with uh, the field. Because I'll say this, you can have the best product in the world. Sports nowadays, now the orders are maybe different a little bit. But I, like I said, the orders didn't sell out every game last year. So unless you're selling out every game, there's still room to improve to your fan base. It's just simple truth. But... If you look at what, how the Riverhawks built it last year, I think they're a great example. It's not MLB. It's not AAA. But they make it an event. People come. It's enjoyable. CFL is a really good league. Right? Like you have some sports snob who wants to claim, oh, it's beneath me. And I'm like, no offense, you're a ditch digger or whatever you do. Don't ever insult someone and say, oh, it's beneath you to watch their athletic performance. Right? Like, I always kind of chuckle at someone like that. I'm like, are you that insecure that to make yourself feel better, you're going to be, oh, yeah, I don't go to CFL. It's, uh, it's not good enough for me. <laughs> Seriously? Right? The person's running a 100 meter in like 19 seconds. But, yes, they're going to be saying the athletic endeavors of the CFL football player beneath them. I always find that quite funny. But I look at the Elks. They've did some things here lately that have been better. No question about it. 
But they, they've turned off a lot of fans for a variety of different reasons. And a losing definitely makes it hard. Like if you're turning off your fan base when you're winning, they don't, like they can, they can convince themselves, oh yeah, okay, I don't like this, but hey, the team's good. You start turning them off when the team's bad, it's really easy to say, I'm out. Checked out, I'm done. Right, because fans, for the most part, they love going to the games because they love the game, but they like that the euphoria that you get from leaving a building when your team wins because it's different. You all know it. You've been to games when the team wins compared to the game when the team loses. It's different, different atmosphere. Some it bothers them more than others. I, I had lunch today with uh, Jeremy from uh, Mr. Reuter, and uh, he laughed because he's not a huge sports fan. And last he goes, I can tell because his staff, when they come in the day after a loss or a win, says, I can even notice it in my employees. <laughs> so, yeah, and that's great. But the Elks issues aren't just on the field. That's a big part of it. But I think there's other factors at play here. So I can't give a free pass to uh, what they've done off the field and a lot of other decisions that they've made. And and it, and the thing is, it's not just one; it's a culmination, and it's been adding and building. And the more you put on, that it's almost like, well, now it's a brick wall. I can't see over top because there's another issue. Oh, that was another issue. Oh, here's another issue, and that's their problem. Coming up after four o'clock, uh, Craig Button, uh, Wanya Gretz, Speck will be by. We'll also hear from uh, Dylan Holloway, who will be in the lineup. Got a little scare because he blocked a shot on his same left wrist that he had surgery on, but just a just a bruise. Feels fine. Actually, a joke that he'd like to have a race with Ryan McLeod. Someone asked him the McLeod's faster. He goes, well, hold on a second. I think we need to see a race there. Who would you bet on? One lap, McLeod or Holloway? Text in 833-401-1440. I'll let the guys know uh, what, the, uh, what the audience thinks. McLeod or Holloway, one lap around the ice. Who are you taking? Let's get to uh, Connor Halley. Sports 1440 update brought to you by Fountain Tire. Once the weather hits seven degrees for seven days in a row, it's a good time to get your tires changed. It doesn't matter if there's snow on the ground. It's the temperature change that matters more as a signal to change your tires. Do it now at FountainTire.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.